friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. Today's date is September 18th, 2020, and this is episode number 21 of our daily podcast. Please feel free to go back to all our podcasts, especially the last three weeks of our daily podcast, and to check out what you may have missed to date, and please feel free to share. For those who may not know me, I'm an author. Uh, The recent book that I wrote is called Millennial Leadership, Everything You Need to Know, How to Understand, Retain, and Motivate Gen Y Leaders. My focus is about Gen Y and Gen Z and those that employ millennials and Generation Z. So we're going to educate you on as many topics as we can as we continue to find ways to understand, increase, and enhance the overall excitement of being a millennial, Generation Z, and managing them. I can be reached at GenZandMillennialExpert.com. Again, that's GenZandMillennialExpert.com. So again, let's go ahead and get started. Today's topic we are going to discuss We're going to discuss about the political platform, the landscape we're currently in, and as Generation Z and Millennials, how we can make an impact within politics, either in America or abroad or wherever you may be listening on all the different podcast platforms, Uh, Spotify, Deezer, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify. Uh, So there's quite a few different platforms that we are on and there's a few that I missed. So if you're listening, thank you. So discussing about the political platforms, uh, the silence at this point is not okay. Regardless if you're a liberal or you're a conservative, it doesn't matter. Our voices need to be heard as millennials and Generation Z. In typical election year, you'll find that a lot of younger people will not vote. Those that are 18 uh, typically uh, are not interested or they think they're going to vote, but they don't turn out. And therefore, you risk losing the vote of those important people that are shaping the future landscape of our country. So that is why it's so important for millennials and Generation Z to have their voices heard and where silence is not okay. So today's topic, we're going to discuss some key legislature and government leaders that are within the United States and abroad. And then we're gonna discuss specifically how America's generation divide in politics and how millennial and Generation Z voices need to be heard. And then we're gonna leave you with an inspirational quote. So I'm excited today to get started. So the political landscape has significantly changed. We have seen folks from different countries that have been elected president that are millennials. Uh, This goes for the president of Slovakia. Her name is Susanna Kapatova. She was the first female president of Slovakia. And she ran on the platform of, it's not okay to attack your competition. She did it without attacking her competition and alienating those around her. The thing about Gen Z and millennials, they really understand and promote the idea of 
authenticity and transparency. Uh, what is important to you as millennial and Generation Z within the political arena, it's important to make your voice heard and deciding for you, your family, and the path of the earth, of where we go from here, your climate change, what you feel about gun control, what you feel about all the different amendments that are a part of our heritage, if you're conservative or liberal, you need to make that choice. Now, millennials and Generation Z have continued to lean on the liberal side with a minority still falling on the conservative side. This is likely going to change the landscape of our political uh, platform moving forward. There are some key millennials that have recently drawn attention within, uh, within our legislature and Congress. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a New York congressperson and she has promoted authenticity, excuse me, authenticity by showing what Congress is like through all the social media platforms when she started, uh, which included Twitter, Instagram, and providing a step-by-step -step of, uh, you know, the gift bag of when she was, you know, uh, going through the ceremony of being elected. Now, another key figure is from New Zealand. She's been a, a focal point of the COVID-19 pandemic in New Zealand. New Zealand got off to a really good start under her leadership, and her name is Jacinda Ardern. Again, Jacinda Ardern. And she is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She won on the platform of deregulating uh, marijuana, uh, having free universities, promoting and uh, delegalizing homosexuality marriage. Uh, she used social network to update her day-to-day -day, uh, beginnings in office and even announced the birth of their child. Greta Thunberg, many of you have heard of Greta Thunberg. She is a Generation Z who has made a tremendous difference within global climate control. She has addressed the United Nations, U.S. Congress, and U.K. Parliament. She had a two-week strike that encouraged it to encourage others to skip and to make a change within the climate and cutting emissions rates by 15% in Switzerland. She has made a significant uh, a dent in climate change, at least the awareness of it. She was even voted 2019's Time Person of the Year while having 4 million people uh, join her within the strike that she was ahead of. So she has done some amazing things. In the news, you're currently seeing a lot of things about Black Life Movement, other social injustice demonstrations, uh, LGBT, uh, gay rights, lesbians, uh, transgenders and bi movement. Uh, there's a big, big focus on that. So we're seeing a significant change within our society right now. And it's not gonna likely change. As the new decade begins, we're gonna see generation divide stand at the heart of our political debate, impacting issues, including uh, the current question that people have brought up about our current president 
and his impeachment. You know, 60% of the voters under the age of 35 believe the U.S. Senate should vote to remove President Trump from office, uh, compared with 42% of those over 50 who believe so. And this was right before the pandemic hit. In so many ways, they are racially diverse. Young population is beginning to flex its political muscles and raise the national consciousness on a variety of progressive issues that we've talked about, Black Life Movement, other social injustice acts, our climate control. And we showed right at the beginning of the, of the new era that President Obama being elected the first African-American president, receiving solid support for voters, voters under the age of 45 and, and racial minority voters signaling the significant change and rising of political power of young, diverse America. In a not so hidden backlash, white working class baby boomers and their seniors were the core constituency that subsequently elected Trump, who preyed upon their fears uh, in a lot of cases as some people would see it. While changing America with message of nostalgia, isolation, the isolating immigrant de deportation and rants against political correctness. So there has been a lot of things that President Trump's administration has done to curtail programs that benefit younger families, uh, which included healthcare, benefits to immigrant children, public education, housing, while other Republican-controlled Congress has also hand-cut future spending on programs with tax cuts virtually guarantee the ever-larging budget deficits. As younger generations, millennial and Generation Z, they strongly have been supportive of issues that would positively impact their futures. Of course, this is a little bit different from baby boomers and the seniors, uh, traditionalists, because they're looking more for the better good of how this is going to impact their retirement. But Generation Z and millennials are looking at uh, what's going to impact their futures, the greater racial injustice, uh, inclusion, more favorable treatment of immigrants, of course, stronger environmental protection and effective gun control. But these policies supports have been low priority for uh, Trump's aging support base. Underlying the, uh, some of the generation conflicts are racial demographic, demographic dynamics that should, should further empower younger diverse generations. One of these dynamics is the continued age of white uh, population. Uh, there was an absolute decline in the number of white children and teenagers over the past decade, uh, which is a consequence of there being fewer white women of childbearing age and low white immigration, which this racial minorities, on the other hand, have accounted for more than half of the decade's birth, which means the under age 18 or the under the age of 18 population is going to be uh, half minority. So the younger diversity will even be more prominent in the new decade, which will be a concern for the conservative base as the age falls or, or continues to, uh, as, the, as the folks in the age bracket uh, continue to, to leave us within the baby boomers and traditionalists, this is good. The, the political landscape is going to be made up of 
Gen Z and millennials, which are going to be primarily uh, liberal. Therefore, there needs to be a significant change within the, uh, the political platform. So one day, the, the, the conservative platform may, may die. So there needs to be changes by the conservativeness to make sure that they are able to gain the platform of those of the younger generation. And by 2030, the 50 and under population, which as I mentioned, will be comprised of millennials and Gen Z, is projected to be less than half white, nearly a quarter Latino or Hispanic, 14% black, 11% Asian American, other races. So the 65 and older population will still be over 70% white. So this is a very, very cons big concern for an anti-progressive movement. So as we move further on, there may be a divide in the political landscape, and we may likely see a shift on how these political platforms transpire, where there may not be what we call a Republican or Democratic platform, because likely uh, millennials and Generation Z are going to shape this new generation, while Generation X is going to be probably still 50-50 progressive versus conservatism. So today we've learned about key prominent individuals that are shaping the Gen Z from Greta Thunberg to the millennial generation of, we talked about uh, the Congresswoman from New York, uh, the New Zealand president. And so I'd like to leave you today with, with a powerful quote that is a, that I think is very uh, pertinent to our discussion today. Uh, the author is unknown, but we are not born to accommodate tyranny over our hearts, minds, body, or souls. We are here to confirm our abundance of love, inspired possibilities, greater than we think. Again, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Thank you for your continued patronage. And we look forward to really digging more into the deep roots of millennials, Generation Z, and those that manage them so they can understand them better. Thank you, everybody. And we look forward to talking to you on our next podcast on Monday, September 21st. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Thank you, friends. Take care. Bye-bye.